Before we get to today's episode, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at College Hockey Talk for all updates on college hockey and this podcast. Also, follow our Spotify account and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot. Make sure you also follow our new TikTok account at College Hockey Talk for clips from this podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I welcome back a very special guest, junior forward from the UConn women's hockey team, Danica Pascua. Welcome back to the pod, Danica, and thank you so much for coming back on. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. Now, obviously, this season was very different uh, compared to other seasons in the past. How did you deal with the challenges that your team faced on a daily basis? Yeah, it was definitely a challenge going into every weekend, not really knowing whether we were going we to play or not until the night before. Um, luckily, our team did a really good job at staying COVID-free and not having to worry about that. But obviously, we did have some games canceled because of other teams having COVID. So I think it was just mentally a little bit tough this year, but I think we did a really good job at pulling it together and um, playing well when we could. Yeah, and what was your what was a daily routine like for yourself, like on a normal basis? Like, did you just go from your dorm room to the dining hall to the rink? Was that basically where you were most of the time? Yeah, so pretty much I'm in an apartment, so I would spend a lot of time in here cooking my meals, kind of just doing class online. Um, I had no in-person classes, so that was kind of weird, and just going to the rink and working out and hoping that you got to play that weekend. Now, how's online school going for yourself, and has that been an adjustment? It's definitely been an adjustment. Um, I never thought that I'd say that I really missed in-person classes, but I honestly do. Um, So hopefully, I think next year they're starting up again, but it's definitely been an adjustment, but it's not one that's been too bad. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. The only thing I like about the, I guess, the in-person classes more than the online is like when you talk to your professor, you get more of an immediate response back because you can just meet with them after class versus just sending back and forth emails and it might take a while for a response for a question. No, exactly. That's definitely frustrating. So getting used to that was definitely a lot, but I find it's been an easy transition. Yeah, I hate the Zoom breakout rooms though. Those things stink. I don't know if you had to deal with them as well. Yeah, those are pretty terrible, but I mean, I guess you'd be doing the same thing in class, but. Yeah, it's just hard to get work done because no one like puts on their microphone and talks. So it's like super awkward when you have to like break the ice and like try to get a conversation started just so you can get work done. Oh, no, exactly. I think I had a lot of classes with my teammates this year, so we'd always be talking to each other in them and no one else would be putting on their microphones and you'd kind of just be like, oh, well, like, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah. No, you also didn't play in front of any fans this year. Was that an adjustment for yourself? Because one reason why I like Frady so much is because the fans feel like they're on top of you because it's a smaller rank. Did you miss that crowd noise? Yeah. Definitely missed it. I know we don't get like a ton of fans, but because the rank is so small, it makes it feel like it's pretty crowded. Um, but I mean, it was an adjustment just not having everyone kind of cheering for you guys and like, 
having that extra ounce of energy maybe when the team needed it. But I think we got pretty used to it. I mean, in girls hockey, you kind of grow up not having too many fans anyways. So it's not like it was a big adjustment for us. Um, But I found we did a really good job at kind of bringing up our own energy and keeping the energy up on the bench and just making sure that we're all um, doing our best out there. Yeah, I know. That's something you guys worked on, especially in the game against BC in the playoffs. Every block shot, every great play, your bench was going insane. It was awesome to watch as a fan. Is that something you guys worked on, I guess, during practices? Um, I mean, like, our team overall has such a high energy anyways, and we take a lot of pride in the little things. So blocking shots, like those big saves, um, chipping the puck out of the zone, like anything like that, we try and get energy off it just because – even though it happens often, it's definitely a momentum changer for us. Now, you had to adjust to many schedule changes throughout the season as well. How did you mentally stay prepared for all the changes and postponements that happened to your schedule, especially during the beginning of the year when you guys were supposed to play Vermont, and then like a few days later, the weekend series was canceled, and then you the series was rescheduled, but you had to play Providence? Yeah, so definitely at the beginning of the year, it was tough because because we're all very frustrated just because we'd never been in that situation. But I think we all just had to have the mindset that we needed to just be prepared every weekend. And if we didn't play, then it sucks, but we didn't play. But I think it was really important for us to have the mindset that we were playing every weekend so that we'd be ready to play if we were going to. Did it get easier towards later in the season when the schedule was a little more consistent? At least from my, at least from watching the schedule, it seemed a little more consistent from Hockey East. Yeah, it was definitely a bit more consistent, but I think it got mentally tougher throughout the season just because we were all so eager to play. And when you'd get to that Thursday night after everyone was tested for COVID and to find out the night before you're about to play that it was canceled, and then try and find a few games to play. It was just tough, definitely, towards the end, because even we were supposed to have our senior night um, against Merrimack, and that got canceled as well. So that was tough. But, I mean, I think we made the best out of it this year for sure. How do you mentally try to deal with the COVID scares, I guess, when you get tested? Because that's something I feel like a lot of people don't talk about when they talk to student-athletes is you guys get tested every day. How do you try to mentally, like, just focus on playing hockey and doing school without worrying about, like, the COVID aspect as well? Yeah, I think for us, like, our team, like I said, did a really good job with being safe. But you need to control the things you can control. And so – we were very careful in who we were seeing. We were just seeing ourselves and um, trying to make the most out of it. And so that kind of took away the pressure. Like we didn't, we never went into a COVID test being worried that we were going to have a positive because we knew that we were following the rules and doing what we were supposed to do. And I think everyone was also just very, um, like just took pride in not having COVID just to be able to say that we're like, we're doing this for our teammates and we're doing this for our coaches. And yeah, so it was good. It wasn't that bad to be quite honest. Yeah. And what was your preparation like during practices when you prepared for opponents? Because you guys didn't even know who you were going to play until the Tuesday of that week. So did you guys just focus on more of your own systems, not doing like pre-scout and all that stuff that you're used to during a regular season? Um, No, we still pretty much did the same thing. Like Mondays, we always do battle drills and games and stuff just to kind of get back into the week. Um, 
Wednesday, kind of we usually do skills. So by Wednesday, Thursday is when we're really preparing for who we play. So when we'd know who we were playing or who we were supposed to play, we'd do scouting on them, video, everything normal, just as if it were a normal year. Now, something else that was introduced to college hockey this year was three and three overtime. What was that like for yourself being kind of an offensive player and having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities to score goals? No, it was definitely really cool, especially because I grew up playing a lot of three on three hockey. And in a lot of the games that we do in practice, like we do a lot of three on three. So I think it was really exciting for us to kind of be able to experiment with that. Um, it's definitely a lot different playing three on three full ice than half the ice or in the zone. But no, it was definitely really cool. And I hope that they keep doing that for sure. Now, how do you like, do you have to stay more defensively minded during those three and three overtime situations? Because if you make one little like defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush for the other team. Yeah, possession is definitely your biggest strength in an overtime like that. And usually when the other team has a puck, our coach will tell us to play man on man. Just make sure you have your guy. Um, And usually it works out for the best in that way. And you just have to be patient I think that's the biggest thing for us is just holding on to the puck and not panicking and giving it away and that'll bring us success in overtime yeah how do you like try to like maintain possession especially in the offensive zone because obviously like you mentioned before possession is key in those three and three overtime situations so how do you try to maintain possession and try to create line changes for your team so you guys can get fresh legs and still sustain offensive pressure Yeah, so pretty much that's what we focused on a lot in practice was if we had the puck in the offensive zone and there was literally nothing, like our coach was just like, bring it out of the zone, bring it back into your own zone, come over the blue line, regroup, get a good change and get fresh legs out there. So that was really, I think that was really different because usually in a game, you're not in the offensive zone thinking, oh, let me bring it outside back past the blue. But um, I think it was definitely important and that'll bring us a lot of success in the future once we kind of um, focus on that and just get good at that. Now talk about the freshmen this year and what did you take away from their uh, performance for your team and how have you tried to help their transition into college hockey since this was obviously a year that you've never experienced before? Yeah, definitely difficult for them to come into this year. I can't even imagine. Um, I think we all tried to make it as smooth as possible for them. It was hard at the beginning of the year because the upperclassmen and lowerclassmen were kind of split into two separate living areas and we weren't allowed to see each other because of bubbling and stuff. Um, but I think for us, we just want to make them as comfortable as possible. And I think they did a great job this year at fitting in like Tia on the all rookie team, Jada on the all rookie team. They were such key roles for us this year. And just excited to see where they go and Kat and Kate and Alexan like they got they got a long way to go and I'm just really excited for to see where they go in this crazy college life that they're gonna experience. Yeah no I want to elaborate more on their performances on the ice. Tia Chan was obviously a great goaltender for you guys splitting time and then obviously Alexan uh, Boyer uh, was really good for you guys on the blue line. Then you had good offensive uh, weapons with Catherine Stockdale, Jada Habish, and Kate Klassen. How did uh, how would you evaluate yeah. their on-ice performance? Tia is just, we call her a stallion. She is 
rock solid. She's so calm, which I don't understand, but that's her. And um, Alex on the D, she's just a solid defense, and she brings out these nifty plays that you just never <laughs> would assume that anyone would try and do. So that's awesome. And then I played with Kat for a while. Um, she's just such a hard worker and she's so in tune with herself and just knows what she does well. Um, class and I've known her for a while growing up. She used to play with my sister when we were younger and she's just always been a very good skilled player and she has so much potential. And then Jada, obviously scoring machine this year. Mm -hmm. She was awesome. She's one of my really good friends. So it's been awesome to see her kind of fit into this type of hockey and just kind of flourish from there. Now, being an upperclassman, what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team? Were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? Um, I would say like definitely a bit of both. Um, I always come to the rink kind of just ready to go practice, always just hardworking, try and lead by example out there and, I'm a very talkative person. I'm very outgoing. So in the room, on the ice, like just making sure that everyone feels welcome and that everyone's feeling encouraged and just making sure to bring everyone up if that's not really the mood that's going on. So, yeah. Now talk about your team's regular season performance because you had a really good start to the year. Then you had like a bad stretch of games in the middle of the season. Then you ended off on a winning streak. I guess what did you overall take away from this year's regular season? Yeah. Um, I don't want to make excuses for anything, obviously, but I think a lot of it was trying to adjust to having a mindset that we need to have that mindset that we're going to be playing every weekend, which maybe we didn't have because of the COVID situation. Um, I think we definitely had some problems scoring at the beginning in the middle area. Um, but once we fixed that and got towards the end, like it was pretty unreal to watch, like, I feel like we've always been a playoff team the three years I've been here and we always show up when we need to. So that's why I'm just really proud of this team. Yeah. And one of your teammates was saying like they could have, you guys could have set yourself up better for the playoffs this year, since you guys knew you were going to make it this year, since every team made it in the playoffs for hockey's, I guess, like, do you look at a series like against Vermont saying that you could have done better in a series like that to help set yourself up better for the playoffs? For sure. That, weekend that we got swept by Vermont was definitely one that not that we should have won but that we definitely could have won and I think like Vermont's a great team like no disrespect to them but those six points would have been huge for us and just even having that one more place up um, but that was really no excuse for us we kind of just um, kept going and ended up figuring it out in the playoffs, and I just got a bit unlucky. Yeah, I know. In the beginning of the year, you played Providence. You unfortunately lost the first game, but then you guys kind of battled back the second game and won in a shootout. Just talk about your team's performance in that weekend series as well. No, that was a pretty cool kind of opening weekend for all of us. Um, the first game, obviously, you don't want to lose your first game of the season, but it was nice that we were able to come back and – just bring it and grind it out and win in a shootout. So that was pretty awesome. 
What was your thoughts on Natalie Snodgrass's shootout goal? Because that was pretty unreal. Yeah, that's that's her go-to move. <laughs> She's been doing that for a while, but it seems to always work, so might as well keep going to it. Do you think she's going to switch it up if you guys go in another shootout situation? Because the goalies might expect that now. I don't know. She'll probably score anyways. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's a pretty deceiving move. She's mm-hmm. done it a few times on our goalie too, and it's worked. Now, what was your team's mindset heading into the hockey's playoffs this year after the regular season? Well. I think for us, when we found out we were playing Boston College for the third year in a row, so ever since I've been here, we play Boston College, I think there's a fire that gets lit under us whenever we play them. Like, we love to play them. It's always a good game. It's always good competition. And it, we were just super excited. And we knew that we were going to go out and win that game. Like, unfortunately, we literally lost to them all five games we played this year. I think we definitely outplayed them a lot of those games that we just got unlucky and couldn't score. But, yeah, as soon as we scored those first two goals, it was just pedal to the floor, like, let's just keep going. So I'm really proud of our team for that win, for sure. Yeah, besides single elimination style, what was the difference between playing BC in the playoffs uh, last year versus this year? Um, well, last year I was injured during that game. So I was in the stands, but I mean, I can still, last year was a bit iffy. I think the game was more back and forth, like obviously came out with this awesome win. Um, but this year was different. I think the fire that was there and I think we had an unreal game and outplayed them like most of the game and just came out there and really proved that we deserved to move on. Yeah, I misspoke there. I was more asking, like, what was it like playing, like, BC your freshman year in the playoffs versus your junior year in the playoffs? And was there any difference, like, besides, obviously, the single elimination format? Um, not really. I think definitely just the mindset was different. Mm-hmm. Especially freshman year, they had an amazing team like with all the Olympians too. So that one was kind of more like, all right, guys, let's, let's go in, let's do our best. Whereas this mindset was more like, okay, we're going, we're winning this game. But yeah, other than that, there was really no difference. Now talk about the goal you scored against BC in that game. Cause when I saw it, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I think I just gotten on from a change and I kind of saw a little bit um, going on down there. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll cherry pick for a bit. And Boozy got the puck and just threw such a nice pass at me. And I was kind of just thinking in my head, like, I need to score. Like, I can't can't go on a breakaway and not score. So honestly, like, saw a pocket and kind of just tried to get it there as best as I could and ended up trickling in. So that was awesome just to – extra lead for the team and just make sure that we had the bag secure in that situation yeah no I was so excited when I saw you score that goal I was like yes let's go Danica that was awesome because <laughs> I'm so pumped when the get one of my guests score so it was super cool seeing that so that was awesome and that was a great goal too I'm shocked it didn't make top 10 sports center it should have thank you <laughs> thank you so much now your team fun. 
your team also had a great defensive performance in that game. I guess what was your team's defensive plan? Because you guys gave them really no offensive chances, especially in the second period, because a lot of their offensive chances were coming from like the outside. It was a lot of like slap shots into the corner of the pot, the corner of the yeah. zone, and just dumped it out and created offensive chances for your team. No, exactly. Like no matter how much, no matter how important offensive and scoring goals, like. For our team, like, we focus a lot on defense, and it's very important to us. And I think playing BC five times this year also helped, and we just knew how to shut them down. And we knew that if we played the body on them, pinned them, and just kind of, like, played our gritty game of getting the puck out, then we would be successful. So. Now, your team was also one of the least penalized teams in Hockey East. How do you, like, work on not ha- having good discipline, I guess? I think it all just comes from recruiting process in the first place. Also, like our coaches um, tend to recruit very disciplined girls and character is very, very important to them. Um, So I give it to them in that way. And I think we just, it's just in our heads, in our heads that we need to be disciplined and not be dirty and just play the right way. So, I mean, we've been one of the least penalized teams ever since I've been here. So it's super honorable, I think, just because people respect us and um, it's just always a good game to play. Now talk about your team's neutral zone play against BC because that's something else I noticed because you guys played great in the neutral zone. You had great zone entries. How did you practice on that uh, before the game against BC? I honestly, like that wasn't even just specific to BC. That's just more, we work a lot on the neutral zone and a lot on our neutral zone forecheck and being able to shut teams down and quickly transition. Um, We have a very quick team this year, this past year. So I think that definitely helped with being able to turn the puck over and get a good entry. Um, But yeah, no, that was all year kind of just working on that and it definitely paid off in the end. Was an adjustment playing like at BC's rink? I know you played them five times, but they obviously have a much bigger ice sheet compared to Freedies. So was that like an adjustment playing in that game as well because of that ice sheet? An adjustment, but I think we see it as more of a good adjustment because it gives us way more space to kind of do what we want to do and catch them on um, just like uneven breaks and odd man rushes. And So no, we definitely enjoyed it. I'd say like we definitely would rather – play in their rink against them. Now, you played Northeastern in the semifinals. Obviously, this past or last year, you lost to them in the Hockey's Championship game. How did you use last year's uh, championship game loss to prepare for this year's game against them in the Hockey's Semifinals? Yeah, so it was obviously a bit hard for the freshmen because they didn't really experience that um, pretty devastating loss last year. Um but I think for a lot of us, we knew we were better than what performance we gave last year. And we knew that we could give Northeastern a good fight. And for the most part, I think we definitely did in that game. Like I said, it was just very unfortunate circumstances of bad bounce at the end of the game to lose on. But no, I think definitely just the mindset going in was more just like we can beat this team. Like, yeah, they're number one in the country, but they're not unbeatable. So I'm just very proud of our team for the performance that they gave in that game. 
Yeah, and I, was there a change in defensive performance you guys had against Northeastern? Because something I realized just watching Northeastern versus Boston College is Northeastern's forwards are a little more quicker than Boston College's forwards. Boston College's forwards have, are a little more power forward-like uh, compared to Northeastern. And then obviously Northeastern has very offensive defensemen. So how did you adjust your defensive game plan against Northeastern versus a team like Boston College? Yeah, it's definitely a different type of game, that's for sure. Um, for us, we focus – we know what we can do offensively. So that week before that game, it was definitely more of a we need to hound in defensively and make sure that we stay with Mueller, who is obviously, like, gets lost and is one of their best players. Um, and then also just, like – make sure that we are playing man-on-man up top, um, getting out, blocking shots. Like, it was just – it was just a better prepared game just because we knew what was coming at us and we knew that we could stop it. So, yeah. And you're also also playing one of the best goalies in the country, Aaron Frankel, who just won the Patty Kaz. Uh, How do you prepare for a goalie like that? And does it help having two and three great goalies at UConn to help prepare for a goalie like that? Because you guys have, I think, in my opinion, one of the best goalies um, in the hockey stand in the country, in my opinion. Yeah, no, we're very lucky with our goalies that we can trust whoever we put out in front of us. Um, obviously, Erin Frankel's very good. She was, and she's also on a hot streak. And we played her, and I think just for us, it's getting as many pucks on net as we can from wherever we are and just crashing the net. Like, we knew it was going to be a dirty goal or, like, some type of fluke that kind of went in on her. So our mindset was literally just put pucks on net and get to the net and see what happens, which ended up our one goal was just a fluke from the goal line. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like every time players play against a good goalie like that, it's either they really try to screen the goalie a lot just so they can – it's harder for them to see the puck, or you try to make the goalie move a lot. Was, was which one did you try to work on the most? Because when everyone plays Aaron Frankel, they try to get her to move a lot, so it's harder for her to make saves because whenever she stands still, she's going to obviously see the puck and make that save. Yeah, I think for us, because we're such a gritty team and, like, we pride ourselves on, like, dirty goals in front of the net, that for us it was more get in front of the net, get in her eyes, put in a rebound, put in as many pucks as you can on net. Yeah, that was more, like, our focus going into it. Now talk about the game against Northeastern and what did you take away uh, from that game and talk about the shorthanded goal that Northeastern scored uh, to be in the game winner, I guess, in the third period. Like, what was your reaction to that? Yeah, so, like, I mean, they were up on us at first, but we, going into the um, dressing room after the first period, like, we were all so fired up because – Shots were even, like, when's the last time that a team has really come close with shots in Northeastern? Hasn't been in a while. So we were fired up about that. We were fired about how we were playing. Like, we thought we were playing really well. Um, so when we got, went back out, tied up the game with um, Corinne's goal, it just kind of fired us up. Like, we were just playing on kind of a high and – ended up getting that power play at the end of the third. That was super exciting. And fortunately it turned into um, a shorthanded goal, which was tough. 
I guess we were all kind of just standing there like what the heck just happened um but we also still had like three minutes left in the game Mm -hmm. so we had to focus on that and trying to score and I mean we almost did tie it up at the end of the game but I guess it just wasn't our time and but it'll come I'm definitely super proud of this team like we're definitely going to do good things in the future I think yeah, when you look back on this season, like, what do you overall take away from it? I say a team that kind of persevered and was very determined. Um, we are one of the only teams who didn't get COVID this year. And I think that's a testament to, like, our character and how we carry ourselves, how much we respect the game and the teams around us. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to see this team kind of grow throughout the years, even though I have one year left. Um, I'm just looking forward to how it develops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like thinking about next year, what are some of your goals and expectations? Cause you guys had a lot of positive things uh, happen to your team this past year. Are you going to try to take some of those positive things heading into next year? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, I think we take that loss against Northeastern more as a win, to be honest, like in the way that we played. So kind of just carrying off that high that we had at the end of the season and bringing it into next year. And we have three, we have Snodgrass and the Wabics coming back next year. So that's obviously like a great um, extra people to have with us. So I'm just looking forward to kind of building off the same team that we did last year and then welcoming a few new freshmen in that definitely going to make our program a lot better. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited to watch you guys next year. It's going to be super fun. Obviously, really experienced team, but you also have a lot of good young players as well and good upperclassmen. So I'm excited to see how it all works together next year, especially with fans being back. I think that'll add a good dynamic. Yeah, no, it'll be super fun. I'm really excited. Now, what's your off-season plans, I guess? What do you hope to work on for your game? Um, so I, since I just had shoulder surgery, I'll be in rehab most of the summer. Um, just trying to get strength back, get back in the gym, hopefully be able to get on the ice at the end of the summer. But yeah, I'm a bit constricted to what I'm able to do, but I will be able, if the plan goes right, I will be back for next season. Yeah, no, what's it, I guess, like, how do you try to like deal with the shoulder injury? Because I feel like whenever you have an injury, you try to deal with it. You don't really think about it too much during the regular season, but obviously once the season ends, how do you like try to focus on getting it back to normal? Yeah, um, so I actually injured my shoulder end of freshman year and was supposed to get surgery last year, but because of COVID, never did it. So honestly, I think it's just kind of a switch in my head. Whenever I get into the season, I kind of just get used to it, play through it, don't really try and think about it. But definitely once the season was over, I was like, all right, like I need to do this finally. So, I mean, as long as I stay on top of my rehab and I'm – do what I need to do, then everything should work out and I should be back to normal by the fall. That's good to hear. Now, what last time we had you on, we did the non-hockey segment. We're going to do it again, but this one's going to be a little different. It's going to be more questions more tailored about yourself. So last okay. time you were on the podcast, you said that Cameron Wong had the best style on the team. She said when we had her on last time that you had the best style on the team. What was your reaction to that, uh, her saying that? No. Oh, they all, um, 
a few of them came to the room after their interviews. I know you had Kat on here too and Nat again. And we all just joke around and I was like, I was like, oh, that's really flattering. But I don't know. I pride myself on my style. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Who's your fashion icon, I guess? Because I can definitely see why people think you have the best style on the team. Honestly, like, I've never really had one. I kind of just wear what I want to wear, and I go off of, like, what a lot of my friends do. And, yeah, that's kind of just my mindset to it. I'm not a huge, like, looking up to anyone for fashion kind of sense. I just go with my own taste. That's good to hear. Now, something else that someone mentioned to me was you went viral on TikTok uh, before the season started. What was your reaction to that? That was that was pretty funny. I know I had just gotten my rollerblades, and Siobhan and Cam were just like, "Hey, do you do you want to go rollerblading before lift?" And I was like, "Oh, sure! Like, why not?" And Siobhan had really gotten kind of just into TikTok, and he made that one, and it went viral. Mm-hmm. And we were all just like, "What the heck just?" happened i know we posted it we got on a lift it was at like ten thousand likes already in like an hour and we were just we were definitely having a time with it that's for sure it's just fun it's funny kind of embarrassing but i mean yeah well the media day one got viral too the one that like hockey's because i remember like you guys took over the hockey's instagram and then that tiktok you made in the hockey's instagram like went viral as well yeah yeah, it did. Those are funny. Siobhan's really into that stuff, so she pretty much just tells us what to do, and we do it, and she posts it. So Nice. What were the comments like, I guess, in the video? Um, they were kind of just all – it was so random. <laughs> it was just like people from Yvonne being like, oh, I've seen you guys rollerblading before. Like, <laughs> I want to be a part of your guys' friend group, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So that was kind of fun, but no, we're definitely a good time. That's for sure. So fun to be around. Now UConn's kind of like a hilly campus. How do you manage to rollerblade in that? Cause it can be pretty tough. Yeah. So it's definitely fun going downhill, mm-hmm. but as soon as we have to go uphill, we definitely try and find the least hilly way to go uphill. So a lot of the time we'll just go through campus mm-hmm. and avoid as many hills as possible, but we got, um, this year we actually made it into a skate park with our rollerblades and um, nice. tried something new. So as you could tell, we've been pretty bored this year because of COVID. Yeah. What's the, is Horse Barn Hill the best place to rollerblade on campus? Um, we went up there, but Horse Barn, the actual hill is all grass. So we yeah. couldn't really get up there, but we definitely like rollerbladed to there and walked up and watched the sunset. So that was pretty cool. Well, I know like there's like near the agriculture school, there's like a whole road up and it's near like the dairy barn. So I was just curious if you guys had the chance to like rollerblade up that part. Yeah, we have. We yeah. have a few times. So that was cool. Yeah, it's really now, nice. Speaking of the dairy bar, what's, like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know, the spring season's upon us. Like what do you, what's your go-to flavor from that place? I'm a big chocolate girl, and I usually get the peanut butter chocolate. Nice, nice. rich. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed that flavor. Now, what is something you wish more people knew about yourself besides being a good hockey player? 
guess I've never really thought of that that much. Um, know about me. Gosh, that's kind of hard. I mean, I'm, oof. I guess like during the summer, like I'm a very big, um, very big into water sports. So every summer I'm always, if I'm not on the ice, I'm just surfing, wakeboarding, skiing, like anything I can on the water. Yeah, yeah no, I, I see it like, is, does British, what's the big like ocean near British Columbia? Cause I feel like that's where a lot of those like people from BC go to. Cause I've seen like some of your teammates like do water tricks on because they're from British Columbia and I, it looks pretty neat. Yeah. So like me and Cam have been friends for a while. So we'll always go out to my cabin, which is just on a lake um, up in British Columbia. So, and there's a lot of lakes there. So that's where everyone mostly goes. Yeah, some of the men's players are from BC, right? Do you, like, do large stuff with them? Yeah, no, um, definitely a lot of them have um, places nearby. And so if we can, we'll try and get together. And hopefully this summer we can make that happen. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? I think my biggest pet peeve is when people drag their feet while they're walking. Oh yeah, I can I understand that, especially like if you need to get to class and it's it's mostly happened in high school for me, not really in college, but like when the hallways were packed and someone's just walking super slowly always bothered me for some reason. Yeah, no, it's really annoying to me to be honest. <laughs> now if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Um, I don't know if I said this last time, but I would say Kevin Hart. I would just love a good laugh. I feel like that would just be super – yeah. I think for me, like, probably Austin Matthews just because he's a good hockey player, so it would be cool to, like, hear, like, his perspective on, like, how he got started playing. And then, like, this might be a cheesy answer, but probably, like, the men's or women's UConn women's hockey team just because it will be nice to meet you guys in person. And we could probably make that happen this year just because when COVID dies down and stuff, so Mm -hmm. then you could come to our games too, so that would be fun. Definitely. I'm trying to make plans if things go right uh, to come down there and see you guys play in person. I feel like it'll be fun. Yeah, no. Let us know. Now, what sports do you like to follow on campus besides women's hockey? Um, our team is definitely a big women's softball fan. We're very good friends with them, so we'll always go to softball. We'll go to baseball, soccer, like Honestly, really anything. We like to get out there, especially when our season's done and there's a lot of other sports in season. We'll go to as many as we can just to get outside and do something. Um, but I would say our number one is definitely softball. They built a new stadium. What's that look like? Oh, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's super vibrant, just brand new. That, the baseball field, the soccer field, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Now, they're planning on building a new hockey rink as well. Will you be around when that happens? Um, definitely not. Um, there's been talks about it for a while. I was supposed to have it my junior year, but stuff happened. But, I mean, it should be built in the next few years. That's what they're saying now. Yeah, no, I heard they're So gonna, I'll come back and visit. I heard they're going to break ground this spring. Is that true? Uh, that's what they've been saying, yeah. Now, I guess, like, what's your reaction to the women's basketball team losing in the Final Four? That was a tough loss. Definitely tough. 
Um, I find it really funny and just hearing what Gino has to say after every game. But I mean, he says the truth. Like they had no seniors this year. Paige had to step up and be a leader and as a freshman. And so I think they did a good job based on that. And I think their team next year is just going to be super strong. Definitely. What's your thoughts on Paige Becker? Is like, is she like the big thing on campus this year? From what I've seen, it seems like that's the case. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never actually met her personally, but she, she seems like a really cool person down to earth. I know a few people who are friends with her, but yeah, no, she seems awesome. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Seen or read? Well, I've been doing homework all week, so probably the coolest thing I've read is about um, market research, which isn't that interesting, but probably what I'm going to go with. Nice. What's like? What's the main thing you learned from that market research thing? Because is there like a certain audience you have to target when, when you market certain things? So we're coming up, like we're in a project where we have to come up with our own company. Mm-hmm. So an own product. So it's kind of just learning all about how to actually, like all the nitty gritty stuff about marketing a product, which is actually super interesting. But, and I probably sound kind of like a nerd right now, but I mean, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. What you, what's your product? Um, we're going with like a, so I'm in a group of all girls. So we're, do, we're doing like a skincare line. Kind of. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I guess the most interesting thing I saw I read this week was related to the Frozen Four, since I'm going to be covering a little bit of it since it's this week. Uh, UMass had like four <laughs> players test uh, positive or like get contact tracing so they can't play. And now they only have one goalie for the Frozen Four. So I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I did hear about that this morning while I was at the rink doing rehab. Um, I think it's it's kind of interesting to think just because there were teams that were literally fully knocked out of the tournament for having one COVID case. Yeah. So I think that's a bit controversial um, right now, but I mean, they might as well take advantage of it now. I think it's because it's the Frozen Four, they don't want to cancel those games, but I found it, I found it interesting that they didn't do like a bubble style because for the women's tournament, they did a bubble thing and it seemed to work out fine because no teams had a tournament and then the men's tournament happened and there was like two teams that had to bow out because of COVID yeah no so definitely yeah it would be kind of crappy to ruin the frozen four so I mean I understand if they can keep it under control and keep everyone safe then might as well yep Matt Murray will begin the start I he's a good guy so hopefully he does well yeah no good luck to them now, what, what was your first job you've ever had? I'm curious. Um, I actually worked at a ice rink, um, but it was also kind of like a rec center, so it had everything. And our junior hockey team played there, and my sister worked with me, and I, I worked with, like, all my friends, so it was just super fun. Nice. I think it's kind of stereotypical that I – Worked at mm-hmm. nice rink, but yeah. 
what'd you do there? Like, not like ride the Zamboni, but did you like sell like concessions or like skates and stuff like that? No, so I kind of worked more. There was only a few girls doing the job, but I worked more as like a in a facility attendant. So I was like setting up all the banquets, like all the furniture, like anything that needed to be set up, taken down. Like that was my job. Yeah, my first job was kind of boring. It was a grocery store bagger, so yeah. not not fun. But it, like paid. It was like my first job and gave me money, so I really couldn't complain too much about it. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was good. Now, what are your thoughts on the podcast since we last had you on? No, it's definitely been really cool. Like, it's fun getting to know other players and just being able to see their perspective on things and where they came from. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to keep listening. Any guests that we should have on in the future? Um, I'm trying to think. On our team, it I mean, I guess you already got the loud ones, but I feel like you should try and have the Wabic twins on together. I feel like nice. that'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. I'll try to try, try to get them on. No, I know. Like we've had Cameron Wong on. By the way, super underrated defenseman. She was so much fun to watch this year. Some of those shutdown plays she had against BC was fantastic. I just had to say that that was awesome to see. Yeah. No, she's great. No, but uh, no, I appreciate the kind words. What are some things I guess you took away from the interview we went when we last had you on? And I like to apologize because I was a bit nervous talking to you the first time just because like we had to reschedule because we had, there was a power outage at my house. And yeah, I was just curious, like what are your thoughts from that first interview? I Hopefully I've improved a little bit. I think you've definitely come a long way. Just kind of being more comfortable with asking the questions and just going with the flow. And no, it's been good to see you grow. That's awesome. And is there anything you'd like to talk about uh, to end off the podcast? The floor is all yours. I normally do, I guess, shout outs, but is there anything you like to say? No, I just want to say thanks for having me again. It was a really good um, opportunity again, and I'm super excited to see where all this goes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Is, do you have a message for any of the UConn fans listening? Because I only asked to see UConn players just because I'm a UConn fan myself. No, I'm just excited to hopefully get everyone back in the stadium next year and be able to watch us play and kind of share that fun with them. So, yeah, I'm excited and looking forward to that. Well, thank you once again, Danica, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I admire you as a player, but you're also a better person off the ice, and I just want to let you know that you're one of my favorite players to watch. And just take care and stay safe. Oh, and thank you for coming on. It really means a lot to me. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. start to dry Even when the sun begins to shine again Taking all the advice there is and none of it has helped Experience has made me realize that I won't build my life on empty words Being so damn
Be. Loving you has made me real 